She sounds like a really cool robot. A really cool robot. Yeah, a, a robot that has really studied humans. It's like <laughs> yeah, totally. It's like the, it's like a romantic Terminator. <laughs> Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Hi, Andy. Hi. We're in the living room. Here we are again. And we are answering your questions today. Mm. And there are several good ones. Shall we get started? Shall we? This first question is from Sam. Dear Shandy, I started seeing someone I met from Hinge. He was 24, I am 27. For context, I live in New York City. The age difference was too big in terms of maturity level, and we fought and moved on. I love how concise that is. <laughs> we fought and moved on. The old fight and move on. Yes. I think we were really compatible in all aspects other than age, family background, where we are from, religion, general lifestyle and personality, interests, great sex, physical attraction, overall connection from the start in a rare way. He never had a real girlfriend he communicated with before, and that was the major issue. Is it wrong for me to not keep in touch, then circle back in a few years if I'm still single to see if he's matured? from actually having a few years under his belt and potentially a real relationship. Did she mention how old this, this guy is? He's 24 and she's 27. I think it's perfectly perfectly reasonable. I agree. It sounds like, I mean, she lists, it's like a laundry list of great things about this guy. It sounds like, I, I'm not sure what they were fighting about or... Yeah, the maturity level, for me, I guess it's hard for me to relate because when I've dated guys that I found not mature enough, like that unto itself was such a turnoff that... Even if they were more mature, like that ship had sailed. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's a permanent stain. Yeah. But I mean, if you think there was something there and it's mutual. Yeah. Which I'm not sure I'm getting. It's hard to tell from this one paragraph, but why not? Yeah, I would definitely, you know, keep the hooks in a little bit and then somewhere down the road, give it a shot. But don't. Oh, I don't. Don't think- overcome. Oh, well, she says, do you think it's wrong to not keep in touch and then circle back? You think that she should stay in touch? Oh, just loosely enough that it's not really bizarre when she reaches back out. Oh, I disagree. Okay. I feel like you you should fully allow yourself to explore your other options and cut it off. Oh, completely. no, I'm not saying they're dating. I'm saying like once every couple of months, she's like, hey, here's a funny picture of a cat. Remember, we used to like funny um... pictures of cats. You know, there's something like really just, I'm saying when I say keep the hooks in, I mean like literally the lowest maintenance, like once a year, be like, hey, happy new year, like with nothing else, like the same thing you'd send to 50 friends. I guess the only reason I don't fully agree is I think that in order to fully explore your other options, it's best to just have that. Okay. You know what I mean? Whatever. I just, I just figure, you know, you just plant the seed a little bit. He should be the one. I agree. Sending the happy new year. The yeah. happy birthday. Yeah, it goes against my my advice, but I think I think you're misconstruing this as like really keeping a connection. I'm just <laughs> saying, just make him remember that you exist on Earth. I feel like you're referencing messages that you get from exes yeah. like all the time. <laughs> like ran, I get it like after three years. It's like, hey, how are you? Yeah, Andy. Like, to what? this day, even after almost seven years of marriage, will get that kind of message. <laughs> the how are you is amazing to me. Yeah. I don't, it doesn't bother me. I, I guess in funny. the old days, like 20 years ago, someone would just get a call and you'd be like, hello. And they'd be like, hey. And you'd be like, oh shit. <laughs> but now it's just like, how are you? Yeah. A text. And yeah. it's kind of out of nowhere. And you're just like, okay. I maintain though, the man. Sorry. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, getting back to the original point, I agree with you. Just, yes, it's totally fine to check back in on, on, on the oven to see if the 
Cake is fully baked. Yes, I'm in favor. <laughs> no problem. But but if you do check back in, make sure it's a quick check-in and not like suddenly you're back in the same relationship again for three months and nothing's really changed. Yeah. I mean, that's a different conversation. Yeah. All right, moving on. This next question is from Danielle. Dear Shandy, I just want to start by saying I absolutely love your show. Oh, show. I, I know. I love it when people call it a show. It's a show. It's a show. We have a show. It's not it's just nice. a podcast. No, it's a show. You can see us. It's a show. We're entertainers. <laughs> We're entertaining. We're entertaining. All right. I am writing with a specific situation, but really wanting general advice. At least she's honest about it. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> My name is Danielle. I am almost 38, living in Austin, Texas. Here goes. This weekend, I was supposed to have a date with a guy that I had been chatting with for about a week. We were having great conversations with good banter, as well as more thoughtful and deeper conversations sprinkled in. I was pleasantly surprised and excited about this guy, the first in a long time I can say that about, so I was happy that he didn't wait long to ask me out for the coming weekend. He knows that I am very busy being a teacher during the week and that the weekend would be best for me. On Saturday morning, the day of our date, I sent him a good morning message. We had yet to set a time for our date, so I wanted to confirm and solidify the plan. He didn't respond until about 1.30 p.m., several hours later, and said that he had just woken up. (laughs) (laughs) This was a bit of a red flag, but I joked about how he must have had a fun night the night before. He confirmed this, saying that he had too much to drink after a rough day at work, but he did confirm our date for a few hours later. We left the time open a bit. He suggested we go for a walk and have some drinks after. I said I'd text him when I was ready. He said that would be perfect. I finished up my errands for the day, went home and showered, and was finishing getting myself ready when I sent him a message with an update. Suddenly, his messages were short, and he was slow to respond, which is not normal for him. Just to get some reassurance, I asked if he was sure he was feeling up for it. He took the opportunity to say he actually wasn't and wanted to reschedule. Honestly, I was really disappointed and kind of pissed off. At this point, I was showered, dressed, made up, and ready to go by 4 p.m. on a Saturday. I felt like he had really wasted my time and I felt disrespected, which was, a red, which was red flag number two. He did ask to reschedule for the next day, but I declined as it was going to be cold and snowy and COVID doesn't allow for many safe indoor activities. He then asked about later in the week, which I just decided to not even respond to. At this point, I was annoyed and let down and felt he didn't care enough in the first place if he would cancel our first day because he was hungover. He is 38 years old for reference. Today is Sunday and he did write me again, even after I ignored his request to mention the snow outside. Southerners really freak out about the snow and need to say it's snowing to everyone they know. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I still haven't responded. My question is, is this worthy of cutting someone off over? Should I give him another chance? And if so, should I mention how much it bothered me or just let it go? I'm generally a very easygoing, chill person that doesn't get angry easily. However, in my younger life, I had very low self-esteem and allowed men to take advantage of me often. I didn't know how to respect myself and I often got hurt by men that I had feelings for. Now that I'm older, I am afraid I have swung too far in the opposite direction. I do respect myself and I'm much more confident in who I am and what I want. But now I have developed a very no bullshit attitude towards dating, especially early on. I see the red flags. My walls go up and I cut them off. Am I being too harsh? Should I be giving men like this more grace? 
Where's the line between being easygoing and putting up with BS from non-serious men? I'm afraid if I don't ease up on men, I will never find someone. But I'm afraid if I do, I will fall back into my old ways. Can you remind me, this is a very, is a lengthy question. Mm-hmm. Can you remind me how long they had been dealing with each other before this date was set for Saturday? She said they've been chatting for about a week. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? Do you have something yeah, uh, I do. urgent? I, do you have something urgent to yeah. say? Yes, go for Danielle, it. Danielle, I think you're being a little bit too harsh in this case. I think until you meet someone in person, it's kind of like anything goes. I, yes, it's super annoying. I hate it. Like that really grinds my gears when a guy doesn't realize how much effort a woman puts into that first date. Hmm. Like the showering, the hair, the makeup, the outfit. You know, there, that's it could be half an hour. It could be two hours. But it, and no, that's not even including the anticipation, you know, especially if she's excited about him, which she was. So, yes, that's annoying. I nonetheless feel that until you meet in person, you just don't know. This could be your future husband and he went on a bender the night before you met and got really wasted, was hungover, and really just maybe it really was as simple as him just not being up for it. I think that in these early, early stages, you got to just be a little more chill than this. And I know that she's afraid of like falling back into old habits, but again, it's the first date. Take it one day at a time. Do you agree with me or do you disagree? Mm. Oh, you disagree. I'm kind of on the fence on this one because I'm, I applaud her, her um, not responding sort of oh. standing her ground. I like that because the guy, he, he, I have to say he deserved it. And I know I'm at the age where I know how much a woman goes through for a first date. Yes, like this was and a first he's 38. Date. He should also know. He At 38, he should absolutely know. And at 38, to be honest, to be forthcoming about waking up at 1.30 after a bender, like I can't wake up at 1.30 if I go to bed at 1 p.m. <laughs> like, I don't know how people do that. I cannot wake up that late. But that's that's a late wake up. That's like old school when I was like 19 and I got wasted. I would wake up at 1.30. Okay. So that's a little, at 38, I don't know. That's, uh, I agree that's a little that bit of a red flag. I agree. And she's right to call them red flags. I nonetheless think that until you meet the person, if he's still doing <clears> this <throat> when they've met and it's the second day, I, that's I, a problem. I agree. I'm not saying just because the guy likes a good, a good whiskey till six in the morning <laughs> and a nice heavy sleep. That doesn't mean he's a bad guy. But I'm just saying that that is... One, it's a, it's a, it's the addition of several flags that makes for a real red flag. So that's a mini red flag. The fact okay. that he didn't immediately wake up and say, "I have to be respectful and cancel his date. I'm a mess." But he passively left it up to her to be like, "So it doesn't seem like you want to do this," and he's like, "Yeah, I don't." Lame to like the uh, the nth degree. It's I agree. I mean I'm not disagreeing with any of this. I think it's lame, but I nonetheless think you know I've been in that I've been in that position on the other side. But you're side. a girl. There's a difference. There's a slight difference. It's disrespectful for him, but a girl takes puts much more energy and time into getting ready for a first date. And and I, again, this is the old-fashioned me coming they out. We haven't met yet, Andy. Like, he just canceled their first date because he's hungover after she kind of prodded him at four in the afternoon. All I'm saying is that they could meet and it could be sparks. And then 
maybe he just would never do that again. Do you know what I'm saying? I just don't think that I, uh, this why, uh, unto itself represents who he is necessarily, especially if all the other conversations have been so great. I, I agree that this is why I'm on the fence. Part <laughs> of me is totally in your camp. And the other part of me is kind of proud of her for ignoring him and he yeah. should know better. Yeah. And I feel like it's, it's just on the fence of a real serious red flag. It's not quite there. Yeah. But I feel like, I would never do that to someone that I was really excited about meeting. I, it doesn't matter how hungover I was. I could be literally holding in puke. I'd be like, I have to see this girl. I like, I don't want to lose or the opportunity. Or you would, you would wake up knowing that you had to puke and be like, oh, by the way, I'm not. Yeah, I'm like feeling I would, way worse than. And I'm. I would call her. I'd be like, listen, I just, I don't want you to think this is some like passive aggressive thing. Like I'm literally, I cannot function. Tonight. I think you're right. It's not the fact that he went drinking the night before. Not the fact that he slept until one thirty. It's the fact that he didn't. He wasn't the first to suggest that they do it on on another day. Yeah. He waited for her to do that, which I think is a little shitty. That said, I I maintain that. I, I agree with this I'm, is all it's all kind of nebulous like the way you are before you meet someone is not necessary I have been so dismissive of guys that I haven't met yet mm. you know what I mean like it's kind of like flaky you're just sort of on the fence you're like I don't know and then you go on a date and you're like whoa I'm really into this person or I'm really not into this person but I agree there I'm is to, there yeah. is that once it's 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 rare ish but I agree there are those times yeah if I'm to compare my behavior in the past when dating before that first date versus after that first date, one of those is like, is in, in is informed behavior because you know the person you're doing it to. Yeah, it's kind of like how people don't mind people don't care about strangers, even though I know they've been talking. They haven't met face to face yet. It none of this is is real. It's not based in reality yet. I agree with you. Although the way things are nowadays is people basically meet in person, not in person. I mean, it's all so remote and mobile. Like, I, I understand what you're saying. In the old days, you're 100% right. The way it works now, I feel like you have met before you actually meet, to some degree. And I think that he should have had more respect for her. And at least, forget about respect, he should have been less passive about it. He I, should have made the call, either early or at least committed to the date being like okay i feel like shit but it's way too late i cannot afford four o'clock on a saturday when we're supposed to go out tonight suddenly pull the plug it's just not the right thing to do let me just force my way through the day you know i agree with you and i agree with her on the red flags like i completely agree on which things she found to be red flags i still don't think it's worth writing off a person completely over. I, I this um, i will conclude with this she's done enough to show that she respects herself so she's made her she's she's made her case, right? Yeah. She's like, I'm not gonna let you do this to me. Yeah. I'm gonna be standoffish if you treat me like that. She now has the opportunity to come back and be like, Oh yeah, I'm free this day. Let's mm-hmm. let's do it again. Yeah. And then give it a shot. So and let him also which it does sound like he has been doing. That's the other thing. Yeah, he's, he's chasing been following now. up. Yes. He's chasing and now that's good. She gets her cake and eats it too. She kind of blew him off. It's like that's not the Rightfully. way I, like that's not the way I play. Yeah. And then after a while, she's like, okay, we can go out. So she gets both. Yeah. And we'll see. But I would say keep the guy on a slightly short leash on that first date because he's already committed you know what some it is? treason. <laughs> it's a yellow flag. Yellow. It's a yellow. Classic yellow. <laughs> Agreed. All right, moving on. I was actually going to kind of totally disagree with you on that. But when you made your case first, I you brought me more to the middle. I feel like we do that a lot with each other. Yeah. 
I wonder what that's about. I, have I think I respect your opinion a well, lot. Well, I respect yours too. And yours made me think, oh yeah, he really was a bit more of a, a dick than I initially thought. And you were like, oh, he was less of a dick than yeah, I initially yeah. thought. We came to sort of I got like a, a short, stubby dick, but not a really big one. <laughs> this question is from Cassandra. Dear Shandy, my close friend, let's call her Claire, always brings her latest boyfriend to our hangs, sometimes when I feel it's inappropriate. We have been friends since college, we're close to 30 now, and I consider her one of my closest friends. I feel bad that she often brings men she's been dating for a week or two when we <laughs> hang out, which prevents me from really spending time with the person I want, I want to, her. I'll admit I don't love the men she brings along, but the bigger part is really that we can't talk in depth about our lives because this random stranger is sitting in. How can I tell her I want to hang just us without being a jerk? I know you love concrete examples, so here's the worst and the mildest cases. She came to visit me in the city I lived in. We hadn't seen each other in a full year, and I had a nice night planned. After dinner, she insisted we meet up for drinks with a guy she met that day. (laughs) (laughs) Which I relented to thinking it'd be fast. She ended up going home with him. Nice. I like this girl. She's Instead of staying with me, which just meant we got no quality time in. A more mild example, she came over to meet my new puppy outdoors, we now live in the same city, and brought along a boyfriend of three weeks. I felt like a third wheel and again, didn't get to talk with her about anything deep. No worries if you are romantic only. We're not romantic only, Cassandra. I think this is a really good question. Yeah, it's a relationship question. It's just not a romantic relationship. Yeah, we are a relationship podcast. We talk all relationships. Uh, and I love this question because it's so relatable. Well, it's it's an age-old issue. It is. Everyone has this we issue all, with and, somebody. And, and maybe not with a guy that like the girl's been dating, but I think... I know I certainly have girlfriends where like you can't have a night out that doesn't involve the opposite sex in some way, whether that means going to a club or inviting a guy she met recently or, you know, just something where the night is not fulfilling for her unless there's a guy she's into involved. Yeah. It's really annoying sometimes. I mean, I've been on the other side of it. Oh, you have? Yeah, of course. Wait, where you've been like... Where guys are always bringing girls out. Like when I haven't seen him in a long time and it's like they're a close friend and I'm like, okay, so now I have to like be on point and meet some new person and like not be the way I am with you when we're together. Yeah. It's not good quality time unless the person is super cool, in which case it can actually accentuate, but it's rare. The person has to be so cool to justify that. You cannot replace quality time, especially in this, you know, in one of those instances where they hadn't seen each other in a year. So here's the real question. Have you ever said anything to those friends? I have. I've said it prior, but it's only to the closest of friends. I would never say that to even someone who was like a middle, like kind of close, but not super close friend. Yeah. But I've had my oldest, oldest friends. I've been like, come on, man. I haven't seen you in like, you know, a year. You have, we have to hang out with this girl I've never met before. Like, I just want to Oh, so you've done it more in like a, like a come on kind of way. Yeah. Like, like, do we have to do this? Like, do we have to meet? Like, just bring it, tell her I meet you out like really late or like tomorrow. Like, I haven't hung out with you in a long time. I just got to catch up. It's diluting your time. It's like he's he's not va- the, well. We he all or agree she is on not that. valuing your time enough. But 
you know, it's fine if the person's super cool, super cool, but it's not like they know the person's mm. going to be super cool. As a quality time person myself, that's, I even think if the person, the guy is super, super cool, it's not the same. Yeah. You no, could spend your time talking about that guy with the girlfriend and why she's so excited about him or what she's been doing with her life. And then if he's there, if you, you, you just can't, she's right. You can't, you can't engage normally you have yeah. a, a near stranger there or a full stranger there. I don't care how there's, cool he is. There, there's some, like I, I have one friend in particular okay, who is sort of guilty of doing this pretty often. Okay. But I have to admit, the girls that he brings around often, and I think he sort of set, like he generates this dynamic, so he gets credit for it. But the girls he brings around, it's often like they know to sort of sit back like they're not the main course. Is that, I mean, I'm, it's like I get to hang out with him pretty much one-on-one, but there's sort of someone else who's interjecting once in a while, although it's still not ideal. Have you ever said anything? I have I have said things to this person. Multiple times? Yeah, multiple times. I've been like, come on, do you have to, don't, don't meet up. Don't meet up with this girl. Let's just, we're having a fun time. Let's just hang out. So the question is, how do you broach it? Do you, would you recommend how you've done it then? That's sort of like, come on, like yeah. I haven't seen you. Like just sort of a more relaxed, not a sit down. I have something I want to talk to you, you about. No, you should not have a conversation about it. It's too weird. I think what you should do is before you're going to hang out, be like, I want to have girl time. It's like the girl yeah. time and boy time. That's what it's all about. Yeah. It's like there's girls time, there's mixed time and there's boys time, but there's no, there's no replacing quality one-on-one girl time and boy time. So you should just say like, I want to have girl time with you. Like, I just want to catch up with you and make it clear. And if she still brings a guy, then you'd be like, oh, I thought we were, then you could just say like, oh, I thought we were going to, afterwards, you'd be like, oh, I thought we were going to have girl time. I really want to catch up with you. That was, I don't know. This is tough. It's tough. You should, you you don't want to make a big conversation about it, but I think you should make it very clear with no like ambiguity, like I want to have girl time tonight with you. So my take is slightly different just because I'm really trying to put myself in a position where I have the balls to do this. And I have never done it, unlike you, because the friends with whom I feel the closest enough where I would do it, don't do that. And then when I think about the friends that do do it, I'm not as close with. So I usually just kind of, I'm annoyed inside and I don't say anything and I just file it away. And Mm. it's very possible, honestly, that it's a factor in why we're not that close. Yeah. Because I'm the kind of person that really cares about that reciprocity. Mm -hmm. And I want to feel like you value quality time with me as much as I value it with you. Yeah. And you could say reverse. It's a function of the fact that your relationship is just not that tight on both sides. Oh, you think that's what this reflects? No, I'm saying if 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 your friend and I don't want to turn this into a darker kind of <laughs> angle, which I often do, you do. but I, but it's going there. I think <laughs> is that if your friend is often bringing out like boyfriends or whatever, whether it's a guy or a girl, let's just say it's a girl. So she's bringing out her boyfriends when you guys hang out. Yeah. That might mean that she doesn't value your time as much as you value her time. And she would rather kill two birds with one stone. And I have to admit, like, I think someone who's constantly bringing around guys to hang out, she's basically saying something about your connection as as friends. I think it's not super strong. Are we going to that darker place? I'm going to the dark place. And I'm not saying it's a definite. She may be, the question is, does she do this with all her friends? 
Yeah, I think what bothers me about this is that it's not in the context of, hey, there's this guy I've been dating for three weeks. I really want your opinion. Because I, you know, I've done that where... That's totally different. You know, I think on an early, you know, in the first week or two that I knew you, I had, I had a girlfriend. Oh, yeah. I brought a girlfriend around to meet you just because I kind of wanted to get her take on you. I think that's totally reasonable. But it sounds like that's like for her to bring around a guy she met that day. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's like when you were bringing me around to your friends, we were like going to get married. You're like, this is going to be my husband. I want to like show you guys what's going on. It's not some guy you just had like a one night stand with like a week ago who you're sort of whatever. It's just like your boy toy. That's not cool to bring well, that guy I should, around. Yeah, I mean, I don't need to defend myself because I know that I'm not this person. But <sighs> Cassandra, to actually answer the question, because we we're just talking about how much we agree with her. Cassandra, we do agree with you. Mm-hmm. Big time. Yeah. This bugs me. Like it's this. It's I, that's why I was so excited about this question, because it really gets to the heart of like a really irritating female friendship dynamic and I guess any friendship dynamic because I'm sure guys have it too I just really have a personal peeve with female friends who don't really feel fulfilled socially unless there's a guy to flirt with or to dress up for or to meet up with or to have like a flirtation with and to end up with that evening yeah that bugs me again as a quality time person I, I agree with you. So a big time. So your suggestion is for her to do it a little more casually. I gotta say, if she's as close with this friend as I get the vibe that she is, and if I'm gonna put myself in her shoes, I would do a hey, there's something like and really gently, like a phone call or in person or just I mean, ultimately it's cause she loves her friend. Yeah. No, you know, you're right. I, I value our time together so much. And it would have to, she would have to do it after it happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't just bring it up out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah By the way, weird. yeah, I've been filing this away for five years. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. It would be, it would have to be after it happened and just to sit down in framed in a, I really value our time together you know, and have a drink or something. Yeah, yeah. Something to like sort of it's ease It's got to be mood. pretty casual, but... But at the same time, it's like she should probably do some reconnaissance and find out if this girl's doing this with all her other friends, too. But if this is just the way she is, you know. Yeah, but if it's just the way she is, she needs to be told to not be that way. Like, that's hurtful to certain friends. Okay. Oh, you disagree? No, no, no. I I, I agree with you. It's just a, a lot of burden to bear to, like, try to change this girl's behavior. But it, but it also could, as I said, I don't like to go to that dark place, but she should also... <laughs> Take inventory of their relationship. Be like, is this really, does this girl really, really value my friendship? Maybe she's just like, doesn't really want to hang out with me that badly, one-on-one. I do think, Cassandra, if and when you do this, not to emphasize feeling like the third wheel, because then it kind of makes it seem like it's coming from a place of bitterness, which I don't think it is at all. I would definitely emphasize more how much you love your friend and therefore value your time together like emphasize that you're a quality time person uh because i do think that that's what the issue is here um what stood out to me here is she wrote how can i tell her i want to hang just us without being a jerk let's be clear cassandra your friend is the one being the jerk here it's true yeah she is yeah maybe obliviously i don't think it's necessary maliciously but you are not feeling valued in this friendship based on repeated behavior. Why is that? 
why are you being the jerk by bringing it up and mm-hmm. making her ultimately by the way a better friend it's doing her a also, favor maybe a better person maybe she this is a flaw like she's insecure she's like i need to show up to my with my friends to show that i'm with a guy like i can get guys like maybe it's some weird insecurity she has oh you think that's what it, oh my god we I'm keep going, going to such, in dark <laughs> i can't help but going in dark places we keep going to such dark places but i think those the two dark places i brought up are possibilities to consider just to sit with and think about but in the end yes i do agree that she should bring this up in the most casual of ways and say and and emphasize i really value your friendship and i'd like to actually have time with my friend yeah period i don't know if we really necessarily answered that i think the main thing we're saying is cassandra you should do it you should say something yeah especially if it's over i mean she wrote into a podcast so it's this affecting the, the friendship. The circular reasoning. <laughs> the circular yeah. reasoning. I, I do think that she should bring it up. But but as I said, before she brings it up, maybe sit with the dark places I discussed and think about. And also, does she do this with all her other friends? Like, just do, do some... You seem more focused on that than I am, of whether or not the friend does it with other friends. If she does it with all her friends, then it reflects nothing on this person writing this question. It's her. This is who she is. She has some issue where she has to see her friends with a guy. But I think, yeah, yes. But at the same time, I think no matter whether whether or not the friend does it with other friends, she's doing it with this friend. And her experience is unchanged right. by whether or not she does it with other so friends. So then the friend bringing the guys around has to, has to think to herself, do I value this friendship enough to not do the thing I do with every other friend I have? I think this is one of those things where it's, she's just ignorant. She doesn't realize it. I think she, she needs to be woken up. I think you're right. Just tell her. Yeah. Yeah. When I think about the friend in mind who particularly does this, who I'm not close enough with to say anything to right. about it, I know that it's simply a, just sort of an obliviousness thing. She, and I also think when I when I think deep down about it, I don't. I think that we're just, you, you know what I mean. Like there was just not that airtight thing that would cause her to necessarily really value my friendship so much. Where she's like, we haven't seen each other in so long. I want time with just you. Yeah. But again, that's starting to go to a dark place. <laughs> so many dark places in this very light question. I know it was. This was meant to be a light one. Anyway, Cassandra, good luck. We're on your side in this. So I can understand why you might not want to say anything. It's a little Just, awkward. It is awkward. Yeah. Like, I think that you're able to be more direct. I think guys... It's easier for guys. It is. You're kind of like, dude. Like, Way no. easier for guys. But for girls, if I'm putting myself in her shoes, it would be like, I would need to have a drink. And I'd be like, there's something I've been wanting to talk to you about. This this thing you do bothers me, like, and it's because I love you so yeah. much. You know, it would be just so <laughs> softened and massaged. Oh yeah, within an inch of its life. But I do think it would get the message across. Another option <laughs> would be for her to fight fire with fire, and every time she hangs out with this girl, <laughs> just bring a guy, any random guy <laughs> she's random guy. dating or she met on like Bumble or something. Yeah, see how the friend likes it. Yeah, see how she likes it. All right, Cassandra, good luck. Good luck. This next question is from Ellie. And by the way, I followed up with her because she didn't put her age, their ages in the first email. She's 24 and he's 28. Hmm. All Ellie's are good people, by the way. I've really? never met a bad Ellie. Really? All sweet, yeah. You hear that, Ellie? So she better deliver. <laughs> Dear Shandy. So far, so good. <laughs> I am writing in part to get my thoughts out on paper and partly to hopefully get your input as an outside source. 
I am deeply torn over how to move forward. I have been in a relationship for almost two years now and living with my boyfriend for one year. We are both in our third year of medical school and are planning where we would like to do our residency. A lot hinges on that decision as he's asked me if I am willing to give up living on the West Coast near my family to stay on the East Coast and potentially get engaged. That question forced me to think about how much I would be willing to sacrifice for my relationship and what I truly need in a partner. I came up with a list. I love her. (laughs) One, shared core values slash priorities and wants of family slash kids. Two, ability to have conversations of depth, someone curious, and feel comfortable discussing everything, including things that bother us. Three, ability to grow together and inspire each other to be better. Four, intimacy and great sex, or at least the ability to communicate and improve intimacy to make it great. (laughs) She's so specific. Is is Ellie a robot? She sounds like a really cool robot. A really cool robot. Yeah, a, a robot that has really studied humans. It's like, and- <laughs> yeah, totally. It's like, the, it's like a romantic Terminator. <laughs> Five, spontaneity and surprises. For example, love notes just because, open to exploring new things on a whim. Oh my God, you're so right. Yeah, it's romantic Terminator. <laughs> Six, trust, respect, and a two-way street. Okay. I am not sure he gives me what I need. Our relationship lacks conversations of depth. The only exception is the occasional political conversation and, of course, food. Mm-hmm. That's important. <laughs> I don't remember ever a time where we stayed up late just talking or lost track of time. I'm beginning to think that what I want only exists in the movies. I don't remember ever sitting at a restaurant and talking about anything other than school or the, or the quality of the meal. <laughs> I love how it keeps coming back to food. I mean, it is very convenient when you both are passionate about food. Yeah, food is important, but it shouldn't be everything. No. No, That's weird. Instead, the TV is always on throughout the day. We hadn't seen each other in a few days, and on a car ride home, he scrolled through Instagram at the red lights rather than talking to me. I don't like that. Mm. I also often feel overlooked. I don't think anything is done maliciously, and maybe I need to be more open-minded. Am I expecting too much? When we walk together, I always walk several steps behind him, and he never looks back. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> that kind of makes me laugh, because you do have a tendency to walk ahead of me. Yeah. And I call you out on it. Oh, yeah, that's true. And when I we do. go biking, you're just gone. <laughs> you don't give a but shit But that's about different. Me. You're not talking when you're biking. You're just a slower biker than me. Yeah, I think that some men, especially with this kind of thing, are a little oblivious. You sort of, when you're walking down the street, you want to be side by side. When you're biking, you want to just feel like you're sort of with each other. But you're just like... I'm gone. Yeah, but it's not a deal breaker. I don't think this unto itself is a, a deal breaker. It's a little annoying. It's not my favorite thing about you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm guilty of that. You I'm are. A fa- I'm a very fast walker. Yeah, I, you're not as bad at the walking. It's and it's not that you walk so ahead of me, but you'll kind of walk at a diagonal. You're mm. like a full stride ahead of me, mm. not in front of me, but to the side, like diagonally. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you're just I'm guilty as charged. Yeah, you've got places to go. Yeah. It sounds though like this is representative of something bigger here. When I went to visit his family and his mom asked him ahead of time what I liked. He could not provide a brief list after living with me for a year. Mm. I'd be curious to know how she found that out. I have received two cards over these two years for my birthday. I feel as though he rarely asks me questions about myself. He's incredibly intelligent, driven, ambitious, kind, and will do anything for his friends. He goes out of his way and always shares food, (laughs) food, 
I love it's always about food. A lot of food happening he, here. He goes out of his way and always shares food or company when his friends feel low. That's nice. He's very creative, curious, charismatic, funny, goofy, and dedicated to his hobbies. He also is very hardworking. He has a lovely family and cares deeply for them and is a nice Jewish boy. Mm. He is warm and gives incredible hugs. Still, I find myself feeling let down. I find myself asking whether I am in love with him or if I'm simply comfortable and afraid of having to put myself out there again with the risk of not finding anyone. What would you do in my situation? Do you think that this is salvageable with an open and honest conversation or are these things intrinsic to our personalities? I think it's incredibly unhealthy to stay in a relationship in hopes of changing your partner. Do you think my needs and expectations are too high? I love how specific she is in what she's looking for. But what stands out to me is she's the, her second need on that list is ability to have conversations of depth. Which she then in her email said that she doesn't have with him. I think that um, unless she wants to spend her life talking about and just indulging in food with her partner. <laughs> I think she might have to start considering other options. Yeah. I mean, she's only 24. She's been with him for two years. I What I get out of this is the that, you know, early to mid-20s, starting to question this the, mo- the biggest, most serious relationship you've had which I fully had at 24. I had like eight. <laughs> and, and Ellie, I think it's because you are beginning to identify very clearly what it is you really, really need. I don't think her needs are that unreasonable. The spontaneity and surprises, love notes just because, open, you know, she says that she's only gotten two birthday cards in, you know, two years. Uh, two cards in two years I to me that's ha- I'd be curious to know if she's communicated that cards mean a lot to her sort of like Saf and Derek on that Love Fest episode she had to tell him cards mean a lot to me I'd be curious if Ali has said you know I'd love to just have a, a conversation let's have a talk I do that with you sometimes where I just want to have a talk not about anything yeah, I no. just want to connect yeah it's pretty cute when you do that I don't do it super often but when we do we yeah. We'll lose track of time. She says that maybe that they should happen. just like say no TV for like no TV between these hours. We just have to sit and talk or I hate to say this, but she's young enough to do the whole like I think, you know, maybe take some time apart. What do you mean young enough? I feel like you should do that at any. Age. No, no, no. I'm, of course. But I'm saying she's young enough that it's not that big a deal. She's yeah. she should do that. I'm saying she should take she should say like. I need I need to think I need to think about things before I make this big move. I think we should just kind of like just give me some space to really think through this. And then you know what she can say? What? I'll be back. <laughs> How long were you planning that? Well, since she's since the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I do I do <laughs> despite, despite me orchestrating that. You you orchestrating that joke was funnier than the joke itself. <clears throat> yes. Now, let me try that again. I'll be back. Wait, I'll be. Fuck, I can't. I can never do that. What do you mean? I'll be back. Is that good? Yeah, it's all right. What more could you want out of that? I don't know the Austrian accent. I feel like I could do better. When- I don't know if it's about the Austrian accent. <laughs> when I read this email, I really relate to her feeling like 
she's not seen, you know, if we're going to, I would suspect that maybe she's an Enneagram four or something mm-hmm. adjacent to an Enneagram four yeah. and just wanting to feel seen and understood and, and, and wanting to connect in order to feel that. It's two years in, only one year living together, and she already feels this way. It's this is the problem. This is this is the problem. And I could I could give this answer to ninety percent of the people who write in and say, "Yeah, the relationship's not that great. These are the problems." Blah blah blah. Yeah. You don't have to be in a relationship. There's no law that says you need to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Yeah. It's your choice because it makes your life much better. So. What I say to people like this is like, if you're not getting what you need out of this relationship yeah, after that makes two your years, life that, much that makes better. your life much better, yeah. and you're also preventing yourself from meeting someone who could potentially make your life much better. Perhaps on the West Coast where her family is. Exactly. More f- functional and romantically better. What are you doing? You're 24 years old. Stop wasting your time. Like, it's not worth saying, like, he doesn't give me this. He doesn't give me this. He doesn't give me this. I don't get this. I don't get this. We talk about food all day. Like, just, just, you have time. You're young. Take Mm -hmm. a break. Think about it. Take some time off. Make him understand that this is serious. Like, you're really having second thoughts. And figure it out. You don't have to be in this relationship. No. You're young enough that you can do whatever you want. You can spend the next five years looking, no problem. Yeah, or fucking around doing nothing. Yeah, or not doing anything, or just yeah. enjoying being you and doing things you like. Yeah. Ellie, I don't think, I mean, she had to know this is what we were going to tell her. I know, this is one of those This is one of those questions. I mean, and I think that there is a lot to be said for writing it out and getting that outside opinion Oftentimes, I think what we're doing with this podcast is simply being a mirror, uh, shining back. Well, isn't that shining, what therap- reflecting back? Shining. <laughs> uh, I, I keep thinking that. that mirrors shine. I don't know why. <laughs> they can shine in the right <laughs> angle of light. Yeah, it's possible. But yeah, I, I do think our purpose, oftentimes, especially with questions like this, is to reflect back what they already know. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and as a disclaimer, we are not therapists. We're not But therapists. I believe that therapy, traditional talk therapy, is a lot about, like, you just hearing yourself talk yeah. to another person and be like, oh, wow, I see this from a different angle now. Yeah. But you should be happy. Like, if you have the option to be happy, even if it's a risk that you might be a little unhappy for the next few months to get that happy place, in life... It is always worth it to chase happiness rather than accept mediocrity. Yes. Well said. <laughs> yeah. Is that was that a triangle at the end? No, that was not a triangle. That was a that was a but um bum Okay. No? I just got that. <laughs> that is so well said. Mm-hmm. And I really get that from this email is is you know, she probably learned a lot about herself and what she's looking for in this relationship. Not every relationship is going to be the relationship you end up in. And I think that it takes maybe being a little older and having experience under your belt to really realizing that. Mm-hmm. When I was 24, I was really torn about ending a five slash soon to be six year relationship with someone and and just and questioning it. And basically, I think the rule of main rule of thumb here is if you're questioning it so deeply, it's probably not right. <laughs> I don't think it's even, yeah, you shouldn't even feel uncomfortable saying that. It's 
if it, if you don't feel good about it, it's probably not good. Yeah, as long as your expectations are in check. And based on the fact that she even asks, do you think my expectations and needs are too high? And I don't think hers are. No, Ellie is a good person. As I said, all Ellie's are sweet, delightful people. <laughs> She's right. Go with your instincts. And notice how none of her requirements are superficial. No. None of them are about how much money the guy makes, how tall he is, how he dresses, no. what kind of a house he has. It's all... She's got good priorities. Yeah, she does. And I don't think that she's asking too much. The only one that stands out to me a bit is the spontaneity and surprises, just because if you haven't sufficiently communicated that to your partner, it's possible your partner just doesn't, it doesn't occur to them to write a card. We're not card people. No. But if I were a card person, I'd be like, hey, where are my cards? Yeah. (laughs) But you're right. That is low on the list. Yeah. But, But the others are very valid. And if she's not getting them, move on. Yes. Ellie, I have a feeling you knew what we were going to tell you. I'm, I mean, we're, we are saving her a big, dangerous trip to the East Coast. Well, she's already on the East Coast. Huh? I mean, it sounds like a lot hinges on the decision uh, to give up living on the West Coast near her family or to stay on the East Coast and potentially oh, get Oh, I see what you're saying. So I get the impression she's on the East Coast now uh, for her residency. But okay. Ellie, something to bear in mind, because I think this is important... I think people don't talk enough about geography in relationships and like the very unromantic logistics of relationships. I do think that if it is a priority of yours to meet someone close to your family or just at least on the West Coast, you you can bump that up a little higher on the list. I don't think that's crazy. Mm -hmm. I I think that the, the really right relationship is worth moving for and making those sacrifices for only the one, the the, the only, the one is the only one worth moving for. You really have to feel confident in the relationship, but I do think the right one is worth doing that for. And I think not enough people consider that to be honest. A lot of people are like, I just want to meet someone in the, in the city. I already, maybe they just don't value love over, you know, functionality of life. Yeah. They're sort of meeting, they want to meet someone who like fits in their life. I definitely don't get that vibe from her, but I do think that if you want to be on the West coast, then right. You know, a good way to not meet someone on the West coast in your family is to stay with a guy with whom you're not super happy and then might end up living on the East coast with, even if it means getting engaged. Oh my God, don't get By the way, do not get engaged. No, no, (laughs) no engaged. Yeah. Don't get engaged in this relationship. No, no. The last thing you should ever do is get engaged with the slightest hint a of luke a question warm mark. engagement. Yes. I mean, unless he's the last guy on earth, no lukewarm engagement. Yeah. No, ever. Ellie, good luck. You knew what we were going to tell you and She did. She did. You knew. <laughs> and we you were know, predictable. And she shouldn't worry about it because because you know, you know what? What? She'll be back. <laughs> What? Wait, no, she won't. Maybe she won't be. Oh, she'll be back to the West Coast, maybe. Oh, she'll be back in the game. Okay. I just wanted to say that. Just leave me alone. <laughs> okay. I just want to say it again. Ellie, the the human-like Terminator? No, the romantic Terminator. The romantic Terminator. The human-like. The, hu- <laughs> the Terminator is human-like. That's the whole point. You can't even tell he's not human until he kills you. She's a romantic Terminator. I mean, I feel like you could tell Terminator's not human. Not no, no, you can't. Until they make it clear that they're not human by killing you, they can they act like just normal Maybe people. Maybe I need a refresher. I need to see that movie again. Yeah. You're thinking too much of Arnold Schwarzenegger and not enough about the cop, the guy who in You're Terminator right. 2, who's like thinking. totally normal. 
Wait, is Terminator not referring to Arnold Schwarzenegger? It name? is basically Arnold Schwarzenegger, but there is Terminator Two, which is the 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 other I mean, guy. Are we really talking about sequels now? Should I have known this? I think a Terminator. I think the problem is people don't understand there were thousands of Terminators. Arnold Schwarzenegger was just one one Terminator. Terminator. So, he was the good Terminator. No, he was the bad Terminator, and then he became the good ter- Terminator. I need it's, to watch this movie. Yeah, again. you need to bone up on Terminator. <laughs> But but no, you you don't know if a Terminator is a Terminator until they really start causing trouble. But Ellie is romantic Terminator. <laughs> All right, moving on. All right, this next question is from anonymous. It's on the long side. Anonymous always is in trouble. That's why they're anonymous. It's a bad situation. What I find interesting is that the longer they are, the more likely they are to be anonymous. Yeah. There's well, also, the longer they are, the more likely they are to be a problem. The, the, wait, for their... For them. Why do you mean them? I'm saying the, the longer they are, the more likely that it's probably not a good situation. I'll read this. This might surprise you, this one. Okay. Well, I'll put it this way. The title of the email is, Should You Stay Connected on Social Media with Your Ex? No. Which I think, <laughs> should I skip the entire... Next question. Really? Uh, it depends. Okay. Just to be re- honest, I actually think that you're going to still be saying that at the end of this, but I'm going to read it anyway. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be. Go ahead, with a caveat. Dear Shandy, my story is about a post-breakup experience that lasted as long as the actual relationship, possibly fueled by social media connections. I'm 28 years old, living in New York City for the past 10 years. I've had my share of dating experiences, but the most serious one I've been in was a year-long and ended a year and a half ago. I haven't dated anyone seriously since then, and I think because of this, I am still thinking about my past with him a lot and our post-breakup encounters. Background. In my eyes, he was the first guy to ever accept me as I was and treated me so well compared to the other guys I dated before. At the time, he seemed to be the furthest thing from a player, a kind, relatively quiet, somewhat socially awkward guy who had no hesitation in pursuing and making our relationship official. However, as time passed, I picked up habits and behaviors I didn't quite like about him, such as quickly getting offended, his critique of other people, uncertainty in shared beliefs, not to mention his constant use of video games. (laughs) Despite all this, I was afraid to let go because I had already grown so close to him and didn't want to lose his companionship. I I appreciate the honesty in that. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to lose his companionship. It's so true. Human. Breakup. Ultimately, it ended as we both started resenting each other because A, I didn't quite respect him for who he was since I felt he wasn't the one. I don't know if there's a connection there. I feel like, do you think not thinking someone is the one causes you to not respect them anymore? I don't think so. That's a pretty seriously high bar for not respecting somebody. <laughs> or should I say that's a low bar for not respecting But I, I do think it could be the other way around. When you lose respect for someone, you're like, oh, you're not the one. I think the respect, the lack of respect. Yeah, comes I think first. it's the reverse. Yeah, 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 I agree. And B, he had constantly battled personal issues with his career and self-esteem that made him become more emotionally distant. It was a mutual breakup, though he was the first one to bring it up, and we amicably went our separate ways. Shortly after, however, the curiosity took the best of me, and I quickly started perusing his social media. Dun, 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 dun. Dun. Oh my god! Whoa. <laughs> God, we are. That's scary, that actually. That's really, gross. that's bizarre. Like, bleh. gross. That's gross. That went past being cute. That's you know what's like, weird? Before I did that, I had a feeling you were going to do no. it. No. Yeah, it's just weird. 
I discovered via Venmo. Yes, I know I was the crazy ex-girlfriend. I love that she found out via Venmo. That's amazing. Venmo. That's like so 2020 that she found out what her her ex-boyfriend was doing on Venmo. You're right. That is 2020. Not only because it's like the modern thing, but also because people are doing less. So one of the few ways you could stalk an ex would be to see what they were paying for. It's incredible. Like imagine like 20 years ago. people are not hanging ago. out with friends as much, you know, or even if they are, they're not posting it's about true. it as much. Yeah. Like imagine 20 years ago telling someone that one of the ways you could figure out what your ex is doing is go to a, a payment service that, that circumvents banks. Yeah. Where most of the transactions are summed up with emojis. <laughs> You, it would just. There's so many things that would explode the head if you told someone <laughs> 20 years ago. The There'd be so much head explosion. Yeah, it would be all head explosion emojis around the world. Yeah, it's just such a strange time we live in. It is. I discovered via Venmo he started casually dating only a week after our breakup, which I found disrespectful and hurtful. I get people have different ways of coping, but to me this confirmed his dating patterns of going from one relationship to the next. We still remained connected on social media, though neither of us reached out. Post-breakup. Six months after our breakup, we ran into each other on the street. I felt awkward about it, but after a while of small talking, he suggested we sit down somewhere and told me he had things he wanted to say to me. I thought it was strange that he would want to do this only after seeing me in person, because if it was so important, wouldn't he have reached out earlier? We didn't end up talking that day, but did eventually meet up for a coffee the next week. He expressed how sorry he was towards the end of the relationship, but he also felt like I didn't truly love him for him, but rather the idea of a relationship, which was true to some extent. I also apologized for the way I treated him, but also brought up why he started dating so quickly after me. He didn't have a reason, but said he was just numb to it. He asked if I would ever consider seeing him again, and I told him I didn't want to date anyone at that time. To be honest, I think I was missing a part of him, but deep down inside felt like something wasn't right. We didn't keep contact after that, but a couple of months later, he reached out via Instagram to wish me Merry Christmas and New Year's. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Keeping that hook in. We're coming full circle here. He's doing it. Notice how he did it, by the way. Just mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I repeat, DM on Instagram, not even a response to a story, even though he has my number. He also made a few comments on my stories, and I began to warm up and also commented on his too. I then started to wonder what he wanted and what this was all for and asked if we could talk in person. He didn't respond for almost a week and told me he would talk, but only as friends. This delay and confusion made me very frustrated, so I didn't reply. You want me to keep going? <laughs> this is a very, very long question with a very, very short answer. <laughs> 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 I like <so> that. <laughs> My cheeks hurt. Uh, I'll get through. I'll get. <laughs> Let me get through the rest. Fast forward another few months. Oh, my God. And he reaches out via Instagram. Again, not my phone. As I posted about my move during COVID, he asked to meet up and I told him I wasn't able to, but that we could chat on the phone. I wasn't really sure what I was expecting from that. But in the call, he just made small talk, congratulating me on my new job and new move. I went straight to the point and asked him what he wanted from this. And he reiterated he wasn't trying to get back with me and simply wanted to congratulate me. 
For me, this whole breakup experience was dragging on. We were neither friends nor dating, so I decided to quit cold turkey on him to find closure and told him we shouldn't talk anymore and immediately blocked him on social media. Thank God. <laughs> oh, sorry, what, what happened? Oh, podcast, right. Go ahead. I mean, she blocked him on social media. Oh, okay. Nice. Unfortunately, the next paragraph begins <laughs> why, with... Why don't she start with that? However, after a few days, I regretted yeah. cutting him off. And I felt like I overreacted. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm embarrassed about this part, but ultimately I reached back out to him saying that I would be back in town and that I would like to see him before I left. He responded by essentially telling me that I shouldn't take these things seriously, which left me angry because it felt like he was gaslighting me after reaching out to me a few times post-breakup, but expecting me not to wonder if something was up. <laughs> and he stopped falling asleep. <laughs> Andy, I'm so close to the end. You can make it. You can make it. I believe in you. Come back, Andy. What? Oh, Come back. sorry. Go ahead. Come back. Go ahead. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> I still decide to take the high road and follow through with meeting him to end things in a good way and not in an ugly way. Okay. End things. It ended like a year ago. Okay. I'm going to get to the end. We're so close. However, almost a week went by with no response at which point I sent a final text calling him out and to not contact me ever again. I know it sounds dramatic. And if I were a third person seeing this, I'd tell myself to gain more self-respect and move on. But being in the thick of it, I find myself feeling weak and always wondering the what ifs. In hindsight, I see a pattern in this, in this post-breakup experience of social media prolonging my healing and moving on. <clears throat> my question to you is, what do you think the thought process was for him through all this? Was he just checking in as a friend or something more? Do you think I did the right thing cutting him off? Should you stay connected on social media with your ex? Oh, my God. Shortest answer ever. Do you want to go? No. Yeah. Anonymous. First of all, it takes two to tango. I'm going to give you some tough love, Anonymous. You were engaging in this every bit as much as he was. Yes, he might have been commenting on a story, keeping that connection going, keeping those hooks in, as we called it. Mm-hmm. But you were giving him something to latch on to, I think. You were right to cut it off. Please, like, for your own well-being. Like, this is... It should not be this difficult. Oh, my God. It should not be this difficult. There's a lot of difficulty. It's so effortful. Like, the lack of communication, the misunderstandings. He asks if she, want, if she would ever date him. She's like, mm, and I'm not looking to date. And But then he keeps reaching out. She thinks that he wants to date. But then he's like, no, we're friends. It's just... It, it should be so abundantly clear that you both want to be together. And I do think social media plays a part in that. It's horrible. Because you see like pretty photos of each other, everyone living their best lives, and you're kind of like, oh. There's absolutely no upside to remaining in touch on social media because there's always a phone. You don't lose each other's phone numbers. Yeah. You can always just... Give a call, give a text. Yeah. What the hell do you need that for? And if you are, if you break up and it's like, no problem, you're like friends, you're like, you know what, this is running its course. And you're both like, yeah, let's let's call it a day. Sure, stay on Facebook. Who cares? You don't care. There's no emotional. But if if it's a really, if it's a breakup breakup, just... Come on. That's what I mean. Like, as she said, prolonging the breakup. Like, I feel like the breakup was years ago. It should have just been done. 
Enough. Yeah. Over. This guy, come on. Give these guys... You, the, this guy doesn't deserve it. He's just this little creeping on social media and then her being, oh God, it makes but me so sick. But she is enabling him. You know? She is enabling him, but he's also... Be- no, they're both... They're, it, it takes two to tangle. They're both doing it. They're both wondering a bit of what if. I think that much is clear. You know, there were good things there and they're both wondering. But... So shoot, her, shoot him a text or shoot her a text. Well, that, yeah. This, this question is insane. It, it was such a quick question that it went on forever. Yeah, but I think that she could have told us how off, awful the breakup was and how it was drawn out and all this stuff. But she showed us by giving us extreme specificity, which we do ask for. Mm. I think that what made it painful is that it was so obvious that this is just not working out. Anonymous, this is an energy suck. What an energy suck. Mm. Such a suck. You haven't dated this guy. You, like you said, the breakup has gone on for longer than the actual relationship. It's not even a breakup. But this is what social this media does. It allows, you, it allows you to live in this nether world of neither together or apart. Yes. Just get rid of this that. This is a common complaint I get, by the way, from single girlfriends who are like, this guy, he told me, you know, we ended it, but then yeah. he's liking my stories. Oh, he's commenting God, on shit. With it. No, 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 no. You enter purgatory on social media. No social media after breakups. Yeah. Period. I think, Anonymous, the best thing you did here was the thing that you felt like you were overreacting, but she decided to quit cold turkey, told him we shouldn't talk anymore, and immediately blocked him on social media. Yes. Yeah. Stop doing the same thing and expecting something else to happen. Sure. Of course. Always. Always. Anonymous, that was, we were a little tough on you, but it's because we feel very strongly. This is, this is not going anywhere. Onwards and upwards, heading to greener pastures, there is someone else out there with whom it will be infinitely easier. Yeah. Yeah. This is way too difficult. It's, it's difficult just to get through this. I, I, I may, uh, may need another it coffee. Was, <laughs> it was extremely uh, difficult, but at the same time, extremely easy to answer. Mm-hmm. All right, Anonymous. Good luck. Cut people off on Instagram after. For your own good. Okay, moving on. <sighs> <laughs> this question is from Anonymous. Dear Shandy, I've been with my partner in a very happy relationship for almost 10 years now. We met during our early years of college and are now both 29. During this time, our relationship has only grown stronger as we've experienced life changes, stuck together through an almost two-year stint of long distance, and been through many family hardships together. Done. What? Yes. Good. You're good to go. What? Wait. That's good. She's good. Well, wait till you see what's coming. It couldn't possibly be anything. <laughs> Everything's great. Oh, you're being sarcastic. No. It's 10 years and it keeps getting better? Oh, my God. It's like I, I unbelievable. Mean, they They've t- been through hardships. Yeah, but they and, met at 19. Yeah, but it keeps getting better. It's amazing. Yeah. Nothing bad could possibly happen. <laughs> Go ahead. (laughs) We got engaged a little over a year ago and plan to get married once it is safe to have a wedding. Recently, however, my partner revealed to me that he thinks he may also be attracted to men. Didn't see that one coming, did you? Wow, okay. Life really throws curveballs at you. (laughs) I was like, there's no way you're going to know what's coming. Uh, Yeah, I was thinking, what's coming? Because this sounds great. Yeah. 
I mean, it's still, it's still going to be okay. I was very supportive of this and don't have any issue with him being bisexual. Oh, wow. This woman is tremendous. She is tremendous. We began to talk about what it might look like to open up our relationship with specific boundaries so that he can explore his curiosity with other men. I am fine with this, but have asked that he not have experiences with other women. However... The topic of an open relationship has become something of a sore spot between us. He is not comfortable with the idea of me being with other men, which he feels is justified as I feel similarly about him being with other women. Oh, this is this is this got high level. High yeah, level. This is when this is like a real like this, this is, is like, like a, a dream. twist. Yeah. This is like a movie with a huge twist. Yeah. Like a, it's like an M Night Shyam 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 Shyamalan. M Night Shyamalan. 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 Oh god, I never get it. Shyamalan. I M think it's Shyamalan. Night Shyamalan. M Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan. I got it. Yeah, that that's sounds what it is. right. Shyamalan. Okay, go ahead. But as I am not attracted to women, this leaves the open relationship entirely a one-way street. I want to support his sexuality and encourage his curiosity, but I can't help but feel this is an unfair situation wherein he is getting to explore with other people and I am not. I haven't even begun opening the relationship yet, and I can't help but feel some tinges of bitterness already. I'm worried that perhaps opening our relationship will lead to more harm than good. What is your take on open relationships? Do you think they can work, or do you think in our situation we are inviting trouble? Our social circles are quite conservative, so we aren't able to share this with many people, and I would appreciate some outside perspective. Wow, this is advanced. This might be above the Dear Shandy pay grade. <laughs> so, Do wow. You want to start? No. <laughs> <laughs> Scared? I'm torn on this because she's, I mean, she's being really... Reasonable. Really reasonable. And... Okay. He's... Oh. I... Okay, oh, I've thought I've thought of this. Okay. I'm sorry, I didn't feel like you. I felt like you were kind of. Did, did you feel strongly about what you were about to say? I got the not sense sure. that you no, were like. I wasn't sure. You were like. <laughs> I, I felt like I was saving you from not knowing what you were going to say. I got that feeling. I don't need to be rescued. If you don't know what you're going to say either, then well, just our, let me our listeners may need to be rescued from your wishy-washy <laughs> answer that was about to come. Not that mine's going to be any significantly <laughs> less wishy-washy, but I don't believe that the same sex nature of his desires should force her only option to be also same sex. Yeah, I agree. I think that this comes down to what they are exploring exactly. I assume by opening up the relationship, they are just doing physical things. That that to me is the big difference here. Because I assume he's not interested, he doesn't want her to build a connection with another man and feel threatened in his relationship with her. That would be the main reason, I assume, why he would be okay with her hooking up with a woman but not a man, correct? hmm But if it is purely physical, as in he's on a purely physical level exploring men, then it should not threaten him that she, on a purely physical level, wants to explore the gender in whom she's interested. Just because he's interested in the same sex yeah, doesn't very- mean that her only option in terms of opening up the relationship is pursuing the same sex. Yeah, it's super convenient for him. Yeah, because basically he's saying that she can only go for the same sex because that is non-threatening to him. But as far as she's concerned, if he is bisexual, it's every bit as threatening to her 
yeah. if he pursues the same sex. Or can I tell you something? There are millions of examples of long-term relationships where one day the man or the woman find out because of exploring other experiences that they're gay. And that's the end of that. So she's basically giving him the option to explore his sexuality physically find out possibly that he's gay and doesn't want to be in a relationship with her anymore. And she only gets to hook up with women who Come she's on. not even oh. attracted to who she doesn't want to hook up with. This is absurd. It's absurd. It's absurd. Absolutely absurd. If she is so like generous in this relationship and so curious and so open to adventure that she's willing to take a bullet and be like, I'm just not going to do anything and let you explore your sexuality because I'm like Jesus Christ, basically. <laughs> That's fine. But I think it might come back to Burner. And I don't think it's fair. I think it's a little bit selfish. Okay. I'm going to say something that might be controversial here. Okay. Fine, be, beating around the bush a little bit. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, <laughs> but don't shh. <laughs> Triangle. Uh, and I hate, I know it's a double standard. I hate, I hate this. And I know I just probably get cut. I know it's a double standard in chess, by the way, I've been getting into chess recently. Like I'm sure half the world because of the queen's gambit. Yeah. But in chess, there's the bishop and the knight. The bishop and the knight are valued very similarly, but the bishop is a little bit more valuable than the knight. A little bit. It's like a half point more valuable. Very close. Uh-huh. I think that a man exploring other men sexually in a relationship has a little more value than a woman exploring other women in a relationship. And I know I'll catch a lot of flag for that. You are going to catch flag for but it. But <laughs> I, I firmly believe that there's a little higher stakes. I look forward to the flag that you catch for this because uh, okay. you see it coming. I know it's coming. Oh, yeah. But I, I know that a lot of people also agree with me. I think there's a slightly higher stakes in a man exploring um, homosexual relationships in a heterosexual relationship versus a woman exploring homosexual relationships in a heterosexual relationship. What stands out to me about this email is that she is open to an open relationship. It's not just a one-sided, oh, you want to do that for a while, you want to explore that, go for it. It's like, okay, she wants the get back to reciprocity she wants the fairness which i fully understand by the way i have felt this way in relationships in the past where even if you don't necessarily want to explore it in the same way you still want the option to because fair is fair right exactly yes and she's being very cool about this i think i've got a solution i think i've got a solution okay i think that she should tell him I'm okay with this, but I want to participate. Therefore, she gets kind of what she wants, and he gets what he wants, and it's an even playing field. I suspect he wouldn't be into that. That's a problem. But don't you think I'm right? He wants a one-on-one intimate relationship (laughs) with a man? He wants a fantasy suite. (laughs) But why wouldn't he want to share that with this woman that he loves so much? I, I mean, I don't know, but he's been dating her for 10 years. I assume that when he wants to explore someone else in an open situation, it's because he wants to see something he hasn't seen. Yeah, but he can see it with her there, too. I mean, I What's guess the difference? that's... I mean, there's a slight... The only difference maybe is... Maybe she doesn't want to see that. Maybe it would make her jealous. 
Maybe she doesn't okay, want that. Okay, that is a possibility. I'm just throwing out options. That's kind of a far-fetched Is it far-fetched? Is that far-fetched? How is that far-fetched? What if I said to you, hey, Charlene, I want to start, I, I kind of want to have like, a, like I want to see what it's like to be with a guy, but with you, like the three of us. Yeah. No, I see your point. Okay, you, you're onto something. Because no. at least then it feels inclusive. I feel like I'm a part of it. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a, it's a happy medium. Yeah. No, neither, neither person gets everything they want, <laughs> but both people get a little bit of what they want. <laughs> you know, if we're going to tie this back to an early Q&A question we got where it was a f- the girl writing in was bi-curious mm-hmm. and her partner of like 10 years, it was similar. Right. Her partner of 10 years was a guy and he was cool with her hooking up with women only. Right. But he himself had no interest right. in I doing anything. That, that is the big, 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 big difference here is that anonymous is like, well, then if you get to do that, I also want to. Yeah. I also, you know, if they want to open it up on both sides or she wants to open it up on both sides. Yeah. He's being true. unreasonable. Yeah. I agree. I agree. He, he needs to. This is a big ask. A big this ask. Is a and huge she's ask. being really cool about it. The least he could do is let her also explore the person, the, the people that she's into exploring. It's yeah. just not and fair. And he has to recognize he's he's being naive. He can, he's not recognizing the fact that he may end up finding something out that's going to ruin their relationship. It's high stakes for her, and it he's is. for him. It's win win. It's, it's like nothing. He got no no risk for him. Yeah. So she said, what is your take on open relationships? Do you think they can work? Do you think in our situation we are inviting trouble? Okay. I First of all, number one, open relationships certainly can work. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. But this is different. This isn't open. This is unilateral. This is one side is saying this is how it is and this is... This is not going to be the same on your side. Yes. That's not an open relationship. Yeah. Anonymous, we are fully on your side in this. Yeah. Not right. I... I only think you're inviting trouble if he isn't able to see this this the way we're seeing it the the, the unfairness of it yeah because then it kind of speaks to a deeper problem sure i think but i do think open relationships absolutely can work and i i to be honest now that this has landed i don't think they can't explore it like he said that he's he wants to explore things with men she can't now be like Oh, no, she could, but I think that... It's always going to be an a- yes, elephant in the room. It would always, always be an elephant in the room. Elephant. And because, you know, fair is fair. With that question we got months ago, you only have one life to live. He deserves the I, right to explore I agree. his... I agree. ...by curiosity. Just as a, as a little twister, she has to ask herself, is she wanting to explore it too just out of like, sort of like, sort of she's irritated. She's like, oh, well, if you're going to do that, I'm going to do that. Well, then it starts to get really dangerous well, because it becomes spiteful. Spite, exactly. Yeah. So she has to ask herself, am I wanting to do this too just to be like, well, you know, if you're going to play that game, I can play too. Mm-hmm. Or can she just, is it possible that she can just let him do this? And and because she loves him so much, you'd yeah. be like, you can do this, but I'm giving you so much trust yeah. that this isn't going to backfire on me. You can't let this backfire on me. Yeah. She can do that. But again, all's fair in love and war, right? Especially in this situation, like who knows what's going to happen? Yes. So she's taking a huge risk. Basically, no matter what happens, she's taking all the risk and he's getting all the benefits. I mean, Although, no, not if they open it where she can also explore. Men. But that's not what he's willing to do. Well, if he's not willing to do that, I kind of think that the whole thing is 
I think she is should. over. Do you I, not think? I th- not over in terms of re- their relationship, but the whole discussion about an open opening things up. It's is very kind of frustrating over. to me because everything she said seems like this relationship is one of those rare, like you know, college or high school or whatever young sweetheart, young teenage sweetheart romantic relationships with, that really blossom into adulthood. Everything seems to be going great. And now she's faced with this like impossible challenge that he's presented her with. Yeah. And it's not fair. Yeah. You have to let her, you have to let her do the same thing. It's not fair. It really bugs me that he's, she's, she's being quite open-minded here. And, you know, and because she loves him and, and, you know, you only live once, everything we're saying, I'm all about exploring curiosity. Uh, But, it really bugs me that he is suddenly laying down that law when him exploring men is every bit as threatening to their relationship yeah. as her exploring men. I if agree. it is indeed what he's into. I agree. Anonymous, we are clearly on your side. Not fair. Yeah, Shandy is like almost, we're like offended. I hate how it's like I'm into my same gender, so you should also. That's what you're allowed to do. It's very. Fuck that. It's very selfish. So selfish. I don't think openness is ever fair if it's only one sided, unless the non open side just simply has no interest. Right. Or you have threesomes. Or you have threesomes. That's it. That's your answer. Good luck, anonymous. We feel for you. Yeah, that's a tough time. one. That's a really, oof. That, I'm glad I'm not in that situation. Yeah. I hope it works out. Yeah, same. It's tough. Okay, we're going to stop harping on it. Good luck, Anonymous. We feel for you, and Shandy is certainly on your team. Team Anonymous. <laughs> yeah. Anonymous is always trouble. I'm telling you, it's always <laughs> there trouble. There is never an anonymous no. question that is easy, that's for no. sure. All right, that's that was intense. Intense. You mm-hmm. guys, your questions, wow. they continue to just blow us out of the water. Yeah. I feel like really good. Yeah. My mom even, my mother who who watches the, our show uh, or watches the podcast, our show. Yes. I spoke to her on the phone today and she commented how well written, how articulate and um, thoughtful the, the questions, questions are. Yes. And she's a real, like, a grammar Nazi. Yeah, like, she she's totally very... is. Interest- I love the stuff that drives her nuts. Oh, yeah. They're very similar. Yeah, she's way. like a your, your, like, it's, she yeah. doesn't like that. I mean, we're getting the kinds of questions that I always dreamed of getting. Yeah. Uh, truly. So, you guys, thank you for trusting us and mm-hmm. caring about our opinions enough to write such thoughtful questions. Yeah. And I do think a lot of the times it's cathartic to even just write it. Always. And I think with a lot of the questions we get... Um, not to not to take our job away from us, but I think that the person writing the question already knows the answer by the time they finished. They yeah. just kind of want to hear it. Yeah, they want the mirror shining. The shining mirror. The yes. shining of the mirror. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to this Q&A session. Q&A 7. It's our seventh time doing this. Wow. Yeah. If you guys like Dear Shandy, you can keep us afloat by... Plug the holes in the ship. Is huh? that what you're trying to say? What? Plug the holes? Yeah, like it's a ship that's sinking. You're plugging the holes. Oh, that makes me feel like stressed. Is, is our podcast like on the I feel of- like all podcasts are like boats that have holes in them. And the more holes you plug, the better chance you have. Oh, well, of- I guess. Oof, wow. Yeah, so it's urgent then. Yeah. Plug the holes. Yeah, we don't have time. We're sinking. <laughs> 
like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, comment, follow us on Instagram, tell your friends, leave an iTunes review, mm-hmm. and all the things you would do to those. keep a show in business. So we can continue to entertain you. <laughs> yes. That's it. That's we'll it. see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye. <laughs>